Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But yeah. before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show form, the end of his NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight and all the fallout from Survivor Series. Well, is it all the fallout? Because for the second premium live event cycle in a row, I find myself on a Monday afternoon going, why would I watch a show, pal? Like last time it was uh, Uncle Howdy, the ghost of the man that sold the world, of course. Of course. Make, making his return at the end of Extreme Rules, and we were to be very excited about how that would be followed up on SmackDown. Then Survivor Series happens on Saturday, I cannot wait for the fallout of that, which of course takes place on Friday, mm. because that's when the bloodline stuff kicks back off. What, as we'll go through with this card, really was left hanging around from Survivor Series that requires fallout content on this Raw. I don't even know. It always requires fallout. It never, <laughs> never ends copy. Yeah. There's always fallout. Fallout! I was, I, was, I was doing this before SEO was even a thing. Remember 15 years ago when WWE still used to book, go home, shows. Yeah. I suppose there is technically a new A champion on uh, on Monday Night Raw on the men's side of things. New United States champion Austin Theory. What a turnaround it is for him over the last few weeks. Yeah, um, the match was pretty great, if a little bit flabby in the middle. It uh, came good by the end. Um, Seth Rollins continues to have those Seth Rollins matches. Bobby Lashley is like over regardless of if it's no longer clear if he's a heel or a babyface. And this this Austin Theory thing is as good as it is bad, because why Why is Triple H's favourite thing at the moment to absolutely bury people 10 foot deep? Because what Austin Theory will be, we talked about this, covering the Survivor Series, that, like, what will happen now is that Austin Theory winning the US title and presumably going on to have a decent run with it. These secondary titles are not being terribly booked by Triple H. This will be seen as uh, all them absolute clowns saying that he was buried weeks ago and now look at him. Well, it's both. Like, we can now look at him, but he was buried. You absolutely don't need to kill guys in the way that Triple H is killing people just to reheat them. You could just try and reheat them if they've been cooled for whatever reason. I don't want to see this be the pattern for Ricochet, as was the case on SmackDown, Mustafa Ali, as is the case everywhere he goes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm sort of looking on curiously at the potential success story that is going to be Austin Theory's current run, but... I do think it invites all this really awful faith criticism that the way to get people over is to have them get under first. It's not the way, even if it might look it in this one specific case. All right, Pete Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he's going to work as yeah. United States champion. Who could he work? 
Well, this is my well, my question was going to be alongside this because reports today seems to suggest the next few matches for Roman are spoilers, everyone. Uh, Kevin Owens, probably Sami Zayn uh, at uh, Elimination Chamber. Check out this morning's news for more details on that, and then presumably the Royal Rumble winner at WrestleMania, just off the top of my head, or maybe The Rock. So, our pitch of maybe you get a Seth Rollins match in here again, which I would have been absolutely fine with, means you've got to have something for Seth to do. And he has worked wonders with Austin Theory. I said the other week when they had that match, I was like, there it is. There's what I, I, I recognise what they saw in Austin Theory. But it is sort of a bit old ground now for both, for both Theory and for Rollins, and for, for Bobby Lashley, arguably. Yeah, I don't want to see any more mm. iterations of this, if I'm being perfectly honest. So that leaves who is a babyface. He's already worked Ziggler a couple of times. Gargano wants this Miz and Loomis thing is concluded tonight, potentially. Yeah. He could claim in that not at all obnoxious way that he holds a very decisive and not particularly hard-fought victory over theory, so they could run that back. Hmm, that's a good idea. If nothing else, Johnny Gargano, if nothing else, Johnny Gargano can make people look goddamn great in the ring. Mm. Not the Miz, but come on. Let's... Could Riddle have a run at him in order to facilitate Elias turning on him? I'm not pitching anything I particularly want to watch. I'm just trying to think of baby faces. That I'd are like there, to see Riddle there versus Theory. That'd be decent, yeah. People would um, say it's a future WrestleMania main event, even though it's people probably not People will have the their fun with that match on Twitter, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Ugly optics. Yeah. Not the yeah. care, but ugly optics. Yeah, I'm, I'm just rehired someone, so yeah. yeah. I don't think they give a toss about optics. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like I say, I am intrigued. I'm not necessarily invested just yet, but I am intrigued to, as to what they're doing with Ali because, like you say, I, this I, one would hope. You know, gone are the days of just like bury that guy because he's that guy slash. He asked for his release, so we're not going to give him that. We're going to torture him instead. I think there's, there is hopefully going to be something there for Ferrari, whether it's like you say, he hits rock bottom and he turns heel or whatever it may be. And, you know, I've said he, well, he tried his hardest with the likes of the SmackDown ha- Hacker X retribution combo <laughs> thing that they just, yeah, that'll do. That'll make you a heel, won't it? Because he's like, he's a very talented individual. I think we are going to risk our credibility if we even entertain the notion that he will get pushed here. They <laughs> hate him, they seem to actively despise him. It's as if he's pissed on all of the chips all at once. <laughs> I don't know whether it's because he handed in his notice or attempted to hand in his notice a long time ago. He had a go at um, Strowman post Crown Jewel, mm. whereas like, can you teach me how to get fired if you're so good at like things like this? Maybe they just thought he doesn't want to be here. All right, okay, well, but if ironic hell, we'll make you want resent being here. Mm. You don't like it here. We don't like you either, you little bitch. Theory's first win then tonight. Potentially. Clean. Didn't you already beat him last week? You beat him when he was US champion. Didn't you also oh, like just last beat week. him last week? Well, he threw him at... Um, I think he, Did he beat him before he Did he beat him in a match? Was before Ali was, was a, used as a weapon, was, was he? double player. Yeah. Double schadenfreude pop. Didn't he yep. get beat, Ali, and then get thrown into... Yeah. Uh, and he was Austin Theories. I'm pretty sure it was his only PLE title win early this year. Like after, the, you know, the first time Theory got given the US title. Yeah. I think that was like Ali was in the guy. Like in Chicago. Hey, is your big night. Ah, uh, yeah. Real like good old fashioned hometown burial deal. Weird that, because I thought Papa H was nothing like Vince McMahon, but uh, <laughs> I think that might have been before Triple H. I don't know. Either way, it was grim. Either way, Triple H is the same. <laughs> the same goddamn guy, yeah. Yeah, he did beat uh, Ali last week. He was just, again, hold, oh, held yeah. together with nothing tape. Matters. No. 
I'm not suggesting Ali's going to be. I'm just saying. I'm saying in terms of the Ali character, yeah. I, I hope there's a sort of more of a long term plan. But I'm inclined to agree with both of you. Even if there is, they've broke it. He was thrown out of frame by Bobby Lashley, the big guy that this set of fans has been conditioned to really enjoy over the years, and the people laughed. The people laughed at the babyface. The most I could see from him at this point is turning on Ricochet in the World Cup. Well, what I will say, uh, Mustafa Ali, just as a random fantasy booking idea, he's, like you say, he's been bullied, he's been chucked all over the place by people that are bigger than him, but, you know, he's shown spirit, so what he needs is someone with him, a heater with him, a big guy who's always shown a great deal of heart. <laughs> Von we, Wagner. Get Von Wagner on the main roster. With Von him. Wagner party liaison. He's yes. got unfinished business. I'm very sorry. He's got unfinished business in NXT, and he's got a party hard. The drinks are on me thing was popping me over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things where people are like, well, I don't watch NXT. Well, you should. It's, it's one of the best shows of the week that we... I it, love reviewing NXT. He would be like the second, uh, you know, if, if the internet wrestling community was still a thing, the second IWC favourite after Kyle O'Reilly to get the Von Wagner rub. <laughs> like, this is what's going to get into the next level. Yeah. I'd be kind of be all right, you know, with the last five minutes of that match on, on premium live event that we saw. Mm. Kind of all right with them running this triple threat back because arguably everyone's got a justification. Like, this is Rollins' title, but, you know, Lashley kind of did all the work. It's it's not announced now, is it, as we no. record this? No. That would be very WWE of Austin Theory to come out and brag about winning the title. And then the other two come out, and bloody hell, he's only gone and talked himself into having to defend against both of them tonight yeah. in tonight's main event, would you believe it? But let's I not, could see that, actually. Let's not, I remember that time when I was defending it in... We've N- already got a main event tonight, but carry on. Yes. Um, defending it in, in NXT when I think it was Roddy Strong was like, I'll fight both of the big guys because they'll cancel each other out. Austin Theory is a, a sneaky little bastard, and he knows probably if he... Well, definitely if he fights... Um, Bobby Lashley one-on-one, and probably if he fights Seth Rollins one-on-one, he's losing his US title. But the two of them, they cancel each other out. They see, we saw what happened with the spear and the, you know, yeah. all that. It's like, I, it's, I just, I'm not keen on any of these really fighting each other, but I'm looking around the Raw roster and not seeing other alternatives. This is... Uh, I thought he was going to build the stars. The, well, this is, uh, you know, Triple H's uh, reset show tonight. Table setting yeah. for, for two months of nothing. Because there's no... Uh, like, the first step on the road to the... Road to the WrestleMania. Now, now before the before the Royal Rumble. So there's a lot of people that it'll be transparent if they've got absolutely nothing to do. But you can set up a load of TV programs now. There's all the Rumble is for the 30 guys is being in the Rumble. So I'm quite keen to see if he's actually going to do anything with what like eight weeks of television with yeah. no obvious. There's no destination for a premium live event because the Rumble's going to have what three or four undercard matches. So the bulk of them are working the Rumble. That's it. He could. Could prove uh, some of his haters wrong here by actually booking some TV angles. It'll be a test. I'm not sure he will, but I think this is a good. This could be good use of his time for a bunch of those mid cards. If you're Triple H, right, it's one thing to inherit certain things like a SummerSlam and want to do a War Games because even though you've Chinese democracy the arse out of War Games <laughs> by wanting to do it for years and years and years and years and years, when he finally got the goddamn chance, it's really really boring. He should be licking his lips about the prospect of booking a proper Royal Rumble season. Mm. It's the ultimate. Fans get massively hyped about the WWE product. It's meant to be this total booker's dream that's just put in the lap of Vince McMahon for years because he was lucky enough and astute enough to have hired Pat Patterson, who not only came up with the concept in the first place, which Vince McMahon, incidentally, was not a fan of, because everything good that ever happened either happened organically 
um, beyond his sphere of control, or he had to be told this is a good idea, so just do it, you idiot. <laughs> it, it, the Royal Rumble, the road to it, the prestige surrounding it, it is every booker's dream because you've just got the easiest framework. It's the easiest framework to make a dramatic match. You can build at least three or four or five different stories in the body of the match itself. You could qualify for it. You can really make it feel enormous by going, right, it's a long time away, guys, but we are really picking up the Royal Rumble this year. Make the number one spot a prize, make the number 30 spot a prize. Well, a punishment, sorry. There's like there's yeah, a loads of different million things on the way in and during the match itself, four coming stuff on the you way out. You could do a Football Association Cup-style run at the Royal Rumble where you get Hank the security guard. Just talk him down, if anything, on commentary, going, right, we want every single wrestler... Because it's a meritocracy now. Say the don't say the quiet part loud, but you know what I mean. Under Vince, there was only one person who was ever going to win every year, and it's whoever he wanted. Do the opposite of that tonight. Have Hank the security guard versus Bobby Lashley, and it'll be funny. Give him one hope spot. It's like Jesus Christ, anyone could come in mm. here. Have someone actually get into the match and contend for it, and then say, well, even five spots available. But those on the night, there's 25 other spots in each match. Build the hell out of this thing yeah. over the long term because, my God, what a dismal, grim, bleak scene it was last year when no one could even recognise the entrance. Yeah, that was bad. Just in terms of uh, some of the actual fallout as well from, from Survivor Series, it's interesting how they deal with things going forward in terms of, I know it's just a, you know, it's kind of fluid anyway. But you know, looking forward, you would assume Kevin Owens, Becky Lynch fighting people who mainly feature on the blue brand, I realise that Roman Reigns is champion of both brands, but he rarely shows up on Monday mm. Night Raw. So, I don't know, is Becky Lynch on Raw now? I know she's returned, but she returned on SmackDown. I mean, they make this up as they go along, but I have a feeling they'll have her on SmackDown now, and it'll just be that nice, convenient thing where Ronda and Shayna are bullying everybody. Meanwhile, Becky is known as a bit of a locker room favourite and as the man, and they just happen to be in separate programmes. If only they bumped into each other in that locker room, then she could shut those bullies down. But I would say you keep them as close to each other without them actually interacting, and you use something like Becky saying, well, I know Ronda's right there in the next corridor. I'll just have to win the Rumble to get anywhere near her. That's how wrestling works, and that's the... The build you do. I would have it there anyway. The raw that match is going to be nowhere near as big as it could have been. Ronda yeah. Rousey's yeah. second run has been absolutely abysmal. You would watch her if you just watched Ronda Rousey and had no conception of USC. If you were told, obviously they've mentioned it on commentary, but if you were told this woman was once a killer, one of the best athletes, legitimate athletes of all time, you'd have no idea that match against Shotzi was an abomination. Yeah. Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, the ship has sailed. I've got no doubts about Becky Lynch's ability, and I know this is by the by, but there's nothing really to preview, is there? She could probably talk people into the prospect again because she's that talented, mm -hmm. but my God, Ronda Rousey's second run has been dire. Yeah. Absolutely, like, unfathomably and inexcusably dire considering where she was. It's been, like, a shame to watch a lot of the time. Like, it was just such a sad state. Of, that shotty match was just a sad state of affairs. You knew it was going to be awful, and yet we were watching like seven and a half minutes of it nonetheless. It was going wrong in all of the ways you imagined it would in terms of the miscommunication, the botches, uh, the lack of clear characterization for anyone, including Shayna Baszler at ringside. I put some of it on Ronda as well. She did oh, not yeah. want to take some of that stuff. Apron bump. She was kind of nowhere near it, was she? Yeah. Um, and in terms of Kevin Owens, would you have him do some stuff on Raw now to keep him separate from, from Sammy? Because... 
Oh my god! That can close to to war games is. I said it's the best storyline in wrestling. I thought it was absolutely sensational. It was tremendous. Um, yeah, if the plan is to go with Roman and Kevin Owens, which I think makes the most sense, they've they've hit quite hard on commentary uh, in a way that feels almost believable. That Owens would have definitely been the guy had it not been for circumstances that would have saved us from this Roman Reigns tyranny all along. So having the match two years after the fact, I think is is quite neat. I think they've put that in place quite a while ago. Um, and yeah, Owens being. Like, not marooned on Raw, but as you say, a bit further away from Roman. I think it's quite nice now for the Bloodline to do a bit of comedy holiday stuff. I do expect Bloodline Christmas sweaters, holiday pictures of them all getting together. Sammy is an invited guest of the of the Samoans at Christmas, that kind of thing. I want to see all of that while Owens quietly stews in the background at what could have been over on Raw and then somehow gets worked back into it, probably around January. I think you could have him off this week, just selling. I think the... The reality, like I know it was a low blow and a, and a finish. It's not like he's taken this horrendous weapons shot or anything. But there wasn't the biggest pop at War Games was for the hug. Yeah, people are massively, massively invested in the bloodline and less so in the actual stipulation of War Games. And there wasn't a single thing physical that we can remember now, days later, that would have kept Kevin Owens off TV. So maybe the gravity of what occurred on Saturday, you sell through Owens being off television, not because he went through a table or took this hellacious bump, but just because. He doesn't know what's next mm. because he was certain that Sammy would make the right choice on the night and it's gone wrong. Like, sell the emotion of that rather than any kind of physical thing because there was nothing there to sell. It gives you, I'm not suggesting that he needs any encouragement to be a despicable heel. Because a bit of ammunition, someone like a Baron Corbin to, to be like, hey, uh, hey Keo, how's your gag? <laughs> <laughs> And then I basically, long story short, I want CJBL eat a stunner, and I, that's the quickest route I can find yeah. to uh, to do something like that because he's just—I don't know what this this Corbin JBL dynamic is. Terrible. Well, granted, but Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin in nineteen minutes. Stunner though at the end, about the crowd. I'll just, just fast forward through that. And in fact, if it happens, I'm going to. <laughs> we're booking. We're booking our five star review. Really skip. Have <laughs> got anything planned for this? Send it over on the day before. I've got a little, a little something, a little something, I think. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
looking at the rest yeah. of this show then, um, what's next for the Judgment Day? Obviously, a loss, for, a final win for bloody uh, AJ Styles on paper on Premium Live event for the first time in about two years or something ridiculous. I couldn't believe that stat when I saw it. Yeah. Um, but the Judgment Day sort of Teflon to losses at the moment. Like Finn Balor, AJ Styles had a really enjoyable match. You know, a, a very much a sort of TV version of their match. Um, but you've got on the one hand they were fact they were missing Rhea Ripley, who is sort of the de facto leader, mm-hmm. and you got Dominic. So you've got an instant heater there, almost regardless. I don't know, but I am very excited. A smile has come across my face, and I actually care about the like some events that we're talking about here because this show WWE haven't given us the copy, so there's nothing that we have to try and manifest things that might occur on the show as a result. Um, it did feel like that was the way to conclude AJ Styles and the OC's business with the Judgment Day, pretty much, uh, because AJ has been feuding with different versions of them since WrestleMania when they were first formed. So I'm. Like Ernie, I don't know who the the he, it's like we're looking for a babyface Ross and Theory, right? I don't know who the babyfaces are right now for the Judgment Day, but I'm excited to watch. Maybe they are the guys that lead to this. Here's me twice in a podcast manifesting a split between Elias and Matt Riddle. I don't care about it. I just know it's a thing that's happening. Dominic and Rhea's home invasion of Rey Mysterio was tremendous. Um, they were like that angle. It's still cooking in the background. In a sense, they're going to come back to that Royal Rumble. Again, the test of Triple H resetting the table tonight. You have a month with which to find something for these very, very fun and engaging characters to have something to do. So do it. Be a booker. Look up and down your roster. Find a couple of decent tag and singles matches and a reason for the wrestlers to fight because in the Judgment Day, you have four characters that people evidently want to see, whether it's to boo Dominic Mysterio, whether it is to watch these Finn Balor matches sat on your hands for 12 minutes before coming alive for the last three, or for Rhea Ripley, who is genuinely brilliant and is surely like Bianca Belair's long, like long-term plan. Yeah. This is like this is open goal stuff for Triple H. He's done a really good job with this act. So find some baby faces for them. I like I this just this it's I know that sounds too obvious and too basic a preview take, but that's what a booker does. Like show me pairings of things I want to watch with at least fifty percent. That I'm already invested in. I've got an idea. Go on. You want to hear it? Yeah. Gargano. Stat. Needs to feel less like a geek. If they program him with a judgment day, you will look a little bit cooler next to Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> and Gargano, Bala would bang. Yeah, it's a good point. You could reintroduce Candice LeRae. Um, because they seem to be really happy together on screen whenever they've mm-hmm. um, coexisted, Johnny and Candice. You don't want to manifest that kind of thing if no one wants to bother with a partner at work. Like, why would you want to sometimes? Um, you know, it's just, you don't want to be forced to spend time with your partner, but they seem to enjoy working with each other on screen. Like, they seem yeah. like a really happy... is scaring Dominic Mysterio. Yes. Oh, I'm into that. <laughs> and uh, so, basically, Rhea needs to be kept away from Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. That should be the WrestleMania match. I worry about the imminent return of Charlotte Flair, ruining that for <laughs> Bianca Belair. Again, that will not go down well at all. Um, but Rhea Ripley monstering Candice LeRae is the exact sort of match where, look, if Candice LeRae appears on TV, she's got more of a chance than she has done for the past however many weeks. Um, she must be injured or something. There's got yeah. to be a story there. She's exactly the kind of performer who could get the Seamus rub. And I hate how it's known as someone's name rub because it should be the everyone every week rub who just get over by going out like a badass on a sword, going 15 minutes with Rhea Ripley and just fighting until there's just nothing left in her. Get her over, prepares Rhea Ripley for a big WrestleMania arc. 
Like so that's that. what I would do. Gargano and Bala had an absolute ripper at a takeover a couple of years ago. So I remember after Bala turned Portland. Uh, was it Portland? Yeah. It was Portland. Yeah. It's excellent. Really good. I'd have Rhea Ripley get, get a win back tonight. I know she didn't, you know, be the person literally who lost. <laughs> We're just talking. I'll do that after. I'd have her squash someone tonight. It's time to play the game! Time to play, Time to play a game. game. <laughs> <laughs> Let him play it out. Yeah. Like uh, I, I forgot the game because <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy popping for Tamina. Oh, God, what is the game? What were you we talking about? Refresh my Rhea memory. Rhea Ripley getting a win back, getting back on the... She's going to crush Tamina. Well, I was going to say have a good match, so... Um, I've honestly completely forgot what I was going to do <laughs> for that button. I uh, thought he was just picking a squash opponent for, for Rhea. Was it something to do with Gargano and uh, Bala having a match in Portland? Yes, thank you. Right. Thank you, right, okay. We play a game at the Walk Culture Office. It's called... Da-da, 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 da-da. What's Dave Meltzer going to rate this match? Because we can guess or infer from the use of the adjective yes. what the star rating's going to be. If he says phenomenal, right, it's usually four and three to minimum. That's his word for... F- that's his, like... Code. Adjective code for five, yeah. okay? He says one of the matches of the year, it's either five or above. One of the best matches in AW TV history, five or above. If he says great, it's usually anywhere between four and four and a half. If it was a uh, really, really good match, three and a half to three. And three <laughs> he described NXT Portland, Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor is a classic. Ooh. It's oh, really a classic match. Yeah. What did he give it out of five? Oh, I don't know. Um, Do you know off the top of your head? That's why I'm a quiz master. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I four get and a quarter. I'll go flat four then. Four and a half. Four and a half. But it's weird. He'll go, oh, it's great. Oh, this match was a classic. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, he's so weird. I love him. He's usually consistent. That's why yeah. he guessed the mm-hmm. game quite well. But he was talking about, I remember MJF versus Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought MJF was going to get his first ever five because on Observer Radio, he's like, man, it's one of the greatest matches in Dynamite history. And it was fabulous. Remember the M dive to the outside? Yeah. One of the best catches you've ever seen in your entire life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Dave was like, that's one of the best TV matches AEW's ever done. That usually means five. Give it four and a half. You know what I was thinking about the other day? How great right now, especially until Christian's ready, would Jungle Boy be for an MJF TV title opponent based on Jungle Boy MJF law? Yeah. Dave, on the subject of Dave, it would be good on that basis, Mm -hmm. but Dave had a great idea of you just take Christian Cage out of storylines. And this might be obvious because you could see it coming, but if you just keep him... Funny, Dave's never said that about Edge. Yeah, if you keep him on the outside and the periphery on just like he's he's non-existent, build Jungle Boy up for... The big match because he's winning out mm. the ass actually, and then Christian Cage can, it can make it obvious but still great. Like MJF, the ring, the brass knucks—they're all taken away from him. Make it seem like well, that's it. He's going to lose, and then you have Christian Cage. Yeah. You give MJF a great title match on TV. You give Jungle Boy the opportunity. The idea, I know this is raw, but it's <laughs> AW, so it's better. So I'm going to talk about it, and then you can siphon that into. Cage versus uh, Jungle Boy at the paper. Yep, works for me. Rhea Ripley squashed to reestablish <laughs> herself. I will. We will talk about Raw. Yeah, I. She was um, still really great, even in defeat. 
Like, she's just, you love watching wrestlers. Uh, it's that JR thing a little bit, maximizing your minutes, whatever. But you love watching wrestlers that are so locked into their characters that absolutely everything they do while they're on camera is, like, making, their, making them more money, making them more marketable. There was a bit, I thought I'd lost you from the stream completely when she started doing pull-ups in the, ins- in the mini cage oh and the camera was yeah. Thank you, Sage. Um, she was the perfect character to take the lesser-spotted blue mist that was inspired because she was still yeah. trying to fight through it as well. That, like, that to me was the kind of booking. I mean, I was asking, why is it blue? But <laughs> it did show that they were thinking mostly about how to look after her, knowing that you know, like, she was not going to factor into the finish yeah. or anything like that. She's really important. Missed through a ladder yeah. and everyone mm-hmm. hitting a finisher on her, what have you. Do you know what she could do to reestablish herself as a monster heel? And that's beat up Nikki Cross because Nikki was getting kind of baby face reactions actually uh, during the during the premium live event and her going like you're off in the you're off in space you are you're the reason why we bloody lost kills Nikki I know I said the judgment day OC stuff was over I would take 10 minutes of a me and Rhea Ripley match based on how much me and was willing oh, to kill herself for the cause on yeah. Saturday like some sort of street fight, an impromptu street fight tonight just to round that off me and was banging the mood to yeah. hurt herself for a claim and She's done that before, and I'll have another like that'll fill that'll fill ten minutes on Raw quite nicely. Yeah, I like that. I like the sound. Of that. In terms of the the babyface side, something I've been <laughs> constantly banging on about, and I really hope something happens. Otherwise, it's just well, it can't really be boo boo face if you win. Can You're one hundred percent right. This is happening, and you've spotted well, it. Well, Alexa Bliss, man, I've not been able to take my eyes off her recently because every time they're doing like a like a a, a bit where all the baby faces are there and damage guitar on the ramp and Bianca's there going, "Oh, we're going to kick your ass at the, the pay per view or whatever," and Alexa Bliss is just sort of there going, "Yeah, I'm kind of part of this gang or whatever." And then like they're winning and they're celebrating, and it's all you know, it's, it's Bianca Belair, so it's all just a really nice feel good moment. They're like dancing, Becky's back there, she's dancing and what have you. Mia Yim's really happy. And Alexa Bliss is like, eh. And there's a little little side eye glance. Is tonight the night you do it? Because we we talked about this on the review of like, yes, Bianca Belair. I don't know what you do. Maybe maybe she does it at the Rumble. Maybe she has it this fight at the Rumble. But yeah, long term, Bianca Belair is going to face or well, should face Rhea Ripley for the world title at WrestleMania. Triple so, H is going to vince it. So <laughs> um, you need someone for the sort of interim. And, yeah, newly healed. It could be at the Rumble, actually. In just in the, Now you just have a long time to tell that story. A heel Alexa Bliss with all the all the bollocks going on with Bray Wyatt as well in the background. It could be intriguing. Yeah, I mean, Alexa Bliss is heading towards the dark side, unless we forget, she's just a girl, she's just a ghost of the girl that the Fiend tried to nance, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So Wyatt 6 stuff isn't going away, is it? So, like, her turn was, like, not brought about by the flickering of the images, but she remembers. She remembers. And then Bray's tantrum the other week took place while Carrying Cross was yeah. like, like saying, I'm not involved in war games or anything like that. So this, like, this Wyatt Six thing, the, the people that are clinging on to this ugly, hideous dream of if it ever manifests, you're all going to regret it. People are still wanting to keep this all tied into the, uh, the Uncle Howdy cinematic universe. They've made very overt references to Alexa Bliss on TV, though. Yeah. On Bray Wyatt, how many times can this snacker come out <laughs> and say, you just want me to be a different man and I don't want to be anymore, man. <laughs> I don't want to be this man anymore. You, oh, come and see the man who turns into the fiend. Oh, man, I don't want to be that man no more, man. How many times can he say that? Oh, it's how he's trying to make us do some sick shit. <laughs> how many Knight, times? LA Knight predictably banned him off the face of the earth while his arm was in a slink on SmackDown. He was just cutting a promo and he laughed off 
all the stupid spooky noises there. Like, he like, just took the piss completely out of all the Bray Wyatt lore. And he says, I'm not making fun of him. It's just a fact of life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you are making fun of him. As you should. <laughs> I don't want to be the man anymore, man. How, how many weeks is it? Being of this? I'm obviously trying to workshop an impression. Fiend's, <laughs> Fiend's a part of my past. I don't want him to be a part of my future. Come with your uncle, who has been here the whole time, remember? For nine years, of course. <laughs> I don't remember. You've got your sister, Abigail, and your uncle, Howdy, and I'm getting confused with this family tree because I thought Bob was your brother, actually. He'll turn for Alexa, though. Yeah. Yeah, at some point, though. I, I think you've clocked it. Why not tonight? Like, I think, do this as a TV thing. Um, there's possibly... I know there's obviously the Rumble title defences are always... You can kind of throw it to anybody. Um... But I think this is more interesting on TV. I think there's probably somebody else kicking around for the Rumble as well. There's, he's, the booking hasn't been great, but he's at least stuffed that division on Raw with personnel. There's a lot more people now on the roster. I don't think Damage Qatar will along for this world. Well, this is what I was thinking of them being like, right, one more go. Three on three, Damage Qatar versus um, Belair, uh, Asker and Bliss. Mm. Belair, Asker and Bliss obviously win again. And that sort of, right, get rid of, you know, do Bailey stuff on her own now, yeah. whatever you and then, yeah, hey, we, we, we have a laugh with three of us, don't we? And Alexa's like, no, yeah, not doing this anymore. Bollocks. Flickering. If you want to do flickering nonsense, do that. But, yeah, heal Alexa Bliss, please, because it's just the best version of her character. So you're pitching Isla Dawn coming to Raw as well. <laughs> right, let's talk about the only match that's actually been advertised for tonight's Raw. Uh, and it's been uh, weeks in waiting. Months. Uh, months <sighs> in preparation for Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. Um, and if Dexter Loomis wins, he gets a contract and the money is goddamn owed by The Miz. Can I abstain from this because he could just pretend to have another injury and when he says, I oh, you know, I've got my cock hot in my zipper. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately... Um, I got my cock hot in my zipper. Or, you know, I... Uh, There's something about Mizzy. I fell down the stairs or I slipped over in the shower and have this comic bandage. If I have to spend five minutes talking about how rubbish this match is ahead of it, I'll resent it even more so. I will review this match when it happens. But yeah, we can't skip it tomorrow. No. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. It's a payoff. It's a payoff, but I'm not talking about it because it probably can't happen. It's, it's all bits. It's injury, injury, injury. I, uh, I love... It's like still on all the time. I love watching Friends every now and then. Some of it's not aged well, and you've seen the episodes a hundred million times, so some of the jokes just don't land as much as they used to. But one of the things it wasn't very often Friends. It wasn't a particularly cruel show, and as a result, the cruel gags between them really stick out. And it's just one of my favourite Friends jokes. Ross is uh, going to be on Discovery Channel, and he's really excited about it. It's a dream moment for him in his career, and he gets this white suit when he comes in. And Chandler's instinct is to mock the suit. Because, you know, he's all dressed up and Ross doesn't care. He no-sells Chandler's gags because he's like, I'm going to be on Discovery Channel. I'm talking about fossils. And Chandler laughs at even harder and goes, oh, my God, who's going to watch that? And whenever I see a graphic like that, it's that joke I think about. It. It's like somebody has thought Dexter Loomis versus the Miz. Tonight I'm row, 8-7 Central. Who's going to watch that? Who's that for? I know. Like, who, I know, like, WWE gets so many of its, like, its audience share from people that just fall asleep in front of the telly. But if you wake up midway through this, you're flicking over. Like this you're, not match. Wake, you're not waking up midway through this, are you? <laughs> this match is going to be so bad. If you wake up midway through this and see it, you'll just instantly fall back asleep. It's going to go more than 10 minutes. What, you, what would you do? You know the whole, I'll eat my hat. What would you do if this was genuinely a good match? I'll praise it to the hilt. Yeah, I'll just put it over. I'd like, I want to come into work and put stuff over. I, I don't think I'll be doing it about this. I want 
the February 2020 AEW feeling in every bit of Escapist pop culture I watch. I love that feeling. If this could deliver that feeling to me, I would articulate it. You know, I would tell you if it did. It doesn't. It hasn't done since 1998 or 2000. 1999, so. <laughs> if it gave me that feeling we were born, I would put it over. You know the classic match graphic drop that just inspires, you know, we do it on these preview podcasts, all these fantasy booking ideas. Danielson, Dax Harwood. Yeah, the ridiculous spot. That's this Wednesday, you know. That's this Wednesday, is it? Yeah. Great. Perfect example of that. All these ideas that the, the two wrestlers kind of invite you to come up with ahead of the match. I've got none for this. Like, I've got absolutely nothing. Uh... Loomis did that taped high spot once in NXT and injured himself. Yeah, that's my concern. Is they going to try and make him do something? The Miz slows things down and then shows a load of ass for the, the WWE comeback. The comeback that Dexter Loomis has never really shown evidence that he can do. Without breaking his ankle. Because he's got no pace or like no fire behind those work punches. His babyface character legitimately prohibits him from showing fire. Yeah. It is the stupidest I, thing of all time. I, this I match can't, can't possibly be good. It cannot possibly be good. He plays a bone-chilling eerie, vacant behind the eyes, serial killer who works at a methodical pace and he's a baby face. His entire character is literally prevented from entering what wrestling fans have been conditioned for their lifetimes as a baby face house of fire comeback performance with a sympathetic serial killer who shows fire. <laughs> he's the opposite of a baby face and he's playing a baby face. Do you think they it's might ridiculous. do unexpected cinematic? Like they might, like some might start in the ring, but then they might have actually pre-taped some oh, stuff. Maybe that they would have no they've need had, to advertise. They've had long enough to prep it, so maybe. Yeah. All I know is that they will. They, they did this thing where Dex Loomis can do one thing where he can kind of like do a kip up slash weird leg drop thing at the same yeah. time, mm. and that's meant to be the ah oh, Loomis isn't so useless and methodical. <laughs> and Dexter can give. Dexter Loomis isn't the living embodiment composite of every John Laurinaitis hire between 2003 <laughs> and 2006. Oh my god, he can actually give. So they, they do one spot that makes people think that, but it's not like the Young Bucks doing the big twist at the end, is it? When they're no. like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done that. My mind has been blown. It's, all right, okay, an athlete can do something. <laughs> much my relief is this is all going to finally be over and Johnny Gargano will be free to hopefully do more Johnny Gargano stuff rather than wearing a pissing whistle. It's, it's again, it's the thing. This is the Austin Theory thing. If in six weeks, Johnny Gargano is just having awesome main roster matches and just being the Johnny Gargano, we know he can theoretically be. You're going to get a bunch of dickheads telling you off for not liking this period of his career. See? See? You should just let it play out. No, this is a completely different thing. We yes. had to survive this first. Why? Why was he made to go through this first? Put the US title on Gargano. Gargano champion for the US title at WrestleMania. Great. It's a generation of fans who, even at the WWS peak, they still got Austin wrong. They still got Rocky Maivia wrong. They got loads and loads of wrong before getting it right. They just think that's the way these things are meant to go, I think. Oh, well, book it up Steve Austin and The Rock, but we are told about that great genius in these three-disc bio DVDs <laughs> that they got it right. It's like, well, you could just get it right from the start, like all the other promotions. It's particularly inexcusable with Triple H and Gargano. That's yeah. going underreported because he made a proper wrestling star out of him, loved him, pet project. Even when he turned him heel and everything was doomed, he was quite funny. And they found, like, it was a bit of a light in the dark in that dreadful era of NXT. So there's a couple of times that you've mm. got Gargano very, very right. So this is, this stands up. This is the biggest, I think, um, reason for the Vince McMahon conspiracy theory is the booking of Johnny Gargano week on week, the Omos thing. Oh, God. Where he's little. So, he ha like, that's it. That's the end of the comment. He's little. He has to lose that match to Omos because he's tiny. Like, that's, that's what makes you think Vince is ringing in his suggestions and Triple H is being made to take them. 
Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, myself and Sidge reviewing AW Rampage, baby, is available right now. And myself and the Daddies will be here tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw, complete with a five-star review review where we skip something on Monday Night Raw to not text the Loomis versus the Miz, though, uh, and review something completely different, something short, crap, and wrestling-related. You can still suggest them on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, leave us a five-star review on there, or do it on Spotify. Leave us a five-star uh, rating. Prove it by screenshotting Yeah, it. proof. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, email your five-star review review to me, adam.wilborn, at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.